Welcome. It is the more love day on Locked On NFL Draft. Who haven't we talked about enough as we get ready for round one? These guys might not be in round one, but they do deserve some love. We're going to get into some of our favorite picks. Guys, you haven't heard from us before today on Locked On NFL Draft. Let's go. You are Locked On NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back, Eric Crocker. That's at Eric underscore Crocker. On Twitter. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my co-host Ryan Tracy at Ryan Tracy NFL. And he has a lot of fun stuff that he's doing leading up to the draft in a couple of days. So talk us through a lot of things and where people can find some of that work. The big update is done for the uh, Rogue APC draft guide. That's uh, Rogue Performance and Analytics Consulting. You can find that at RogueAPC.com. Uh, use the code LOCKDOWN. That'll get you a nice chunk off of it. Got all the updated metrics and uh, a couple of last minute, like Drake London details and those kind of things. That's in there now. NFL33.com is my new Substack. It is draft specific. Me and my crew are going down the, the rabbit hole on some prospects, you can find my free draft board. It's available there. Just get subbed, and you'll be able to download that PDF. You can follow along with all my rankings on a board for you to watch for this draft. It's a lot of fun. Let's go. And speaking of a lot of fun, man, diving into more of these prospects that aren't necessarily day one or day two guys. I don't think any of these guys – well, nah, one guy we're getting to for sure yeah. will be. <laughs> but right away, man, we got Hassan Haskins running back out of Michigan. And, you know, I think if you just went off of the game against Ohio State, you're like, man, this is a <laughs> potential day one guy, let alone the early day two. But the rest of his film, I think, says maybe early day three, maybe late third round. I think somebody might like him. But uh, Hassan Haskins running back out of Michigan, Michigan, tough runner with really good size. But I know the first game I put on to really dive into his film was against Georgia. And early on, it was kind of hard to watch. I mean, but Georgia, I mean, they were flying around. And it's like, gosh, Nicobe Dean, sideline to sideline. You had a big Jordan Davis chasing guys down from the backside. I'm like, how is this guy doing it? All right, but he never he never stopped, right? I felt like that was a game where if anyone was going to get really frustrated with what was happening, it was going to be Hassan Haskins with just running into a wall. And he kept pushing, kept pushing. Next thing you know, um, broke off a couple of runs where, you know, to the right, picking up big chunk yardage, never gave up. <laughs> Spirits were never down. I really like that. Uh, one thing that stood out to me in all the films was him as a pass protector. I think that's the underrated aspect of a lot of running backs heading to the NFL, but they want guys that can be a good pass protector. I thought he actually excelled at that, being able to pick up blitzes. Again, in, in the Georgia game, there were guys coming, they were disguising some things, and it was a little difficult to pick it up. But more times than not, when I watched him throughout other games, I thought he was exceptional doing that. Uh, he's more of a patient power runner than he is a, an outside zone runner. So if I'm an NFL team looking to potentially bring him onto the squad, if I'm an outside zone scheme, I'm not necessarily sure he's going to be one of my first choices. And um, I think one of my final notes was him as a pass catcher. 
thought he was terrific. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hands were soft. Thought they utilized him underneath more so with dump offs and things like that. It wasn't like they were just designing him uh, to run routes and get open and beat guys. And he was the first read. But as an outlet type guy, I thought he did a terrific job. What were some of the things you're seeing with him? You know, for me, I, I wish I had a full set of, of metrics on it because he didn't do the testing. So I'd like to get more of that because at times he looks a little more explosive than others. I mean, I forget, and maybe a lot of people forget, he weighed in the combine at 228. I think he played a little bit lighter than that, but not by a whole lot. That, like you said, patient power runner, that's the thing that stands out. He has more momentum behind him because he's, he's he plays heavier than he looks, in my opinion. Like 63%, I'm sorry, just a shade over 62% of his uh, yards came after contact. That's a healthy pace. So you understand yeah. that he can power through that. I think that, what did that rank in? Um, in the 11th. So 11th in this draft class in getting those yards after he, he's he been touched by the defender. That tells me that he can go to the next level and power through some of those. Does he have the breakaway? Every now and then I see a glimpse of it, but I don't I don't see it very often. So he is a dutiful back for me, but not somebody that can really explode and exploit the defense for a whole ton of yardage. I don't think he's a game breaker, but he is a game mover. How do you see him as, you know, as it pertains to the rest of this draft class with the running backs, right? I mean, there are some guys who are thumpers. There are some guys that are a little bit more speed. We have some guys that are thumpers and speed. And I think you had a healthy combination of those type of guys in this class. Brees Hall, uh, White out of Georgia, obviously Kenneth Walker, a lot of guys who they bring that power element like Haskins does, but also they just have a little bit more pure breakaway speed how do you think that kind of hurts him as this draft goes on well it's all relative we all know the value of the position is starting to fade it's been fading for quite a while if you can't do everything to that level i think you mentioned it right off the bat the fact that he is a willing and able blocker keeps him on the field for some third downs if he can develop a little bit more in the pass game to really use that lateral acceleration to then turn on field maybe he can change that a little bit but it does put him at a disadvantage for the guys that have have the bigger spark and that's okay because you're gonna have them available like you said bottom third maybe fourth i i tend to depress running backs in general so that you can get value out of him and he's certainly a guy that i think will give you value yeah and you talked about no testing right i mean i think that's something too that can have him slide even a little more if they don't have, you know, the good 40-yard dash times, especially since you saw a lot of these other guys run extremely well. We're going to get into a lot more prospects today or a few more prospects today on this episode. Up next, we're going George Pickens, wide receiver out of Georgia, and there's some very interesting things I have to say about some things I've seen with his game, a comp that might not be a comp, but might, I might be having a little bit of deja vu with a certain Georgia receiver. But first, I definitely want to talk to you a little bit about Athletic Greens. And Athletic Greens, I'm not one to drink coffee. But I need that energy in the morning. And the one thing that has really helped me a lot is drinking the Athletic Greens every morning. As soon as I wake up, I take a scoop. It, you know, I pound that down. I have the drops. I put that on my tongue. I have that there. And I feel like like my energy levels throughout the day have gone up. I mean, being an entrepreneur, being a podcaster, training athletes, I need to have a lot of energy. I have to sound alive on this show. I have to sound alive on the, our other show, Locked On 49ers on this uh, network as well. And then training the athletes. I have to. They have to feed off of the energy that I have as well. So Athletic Greens, that has definitely helped me with my energy throughout my day. And not just that, our 
it is really good for all kinds of other things. If you're someone who doesn't want to take a ton of vitamins, this is something that's for you. It's a supplement that kind of <laughs> supplements the vitamins in your everyday uh, health. All right, it definitely helps with some of the organs that you have. All right, your gut. All right, uh, that's one thing that's kind of really been a little bit more popular as of late. Gut health. Well, athletic greens. It definitely helps with that, and it costs you less than three dollars a day. You are investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. All right, it's cheaper than getting yourself different supplements, and you are investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. You know, people take some kind of multivitamins and it's important for you to choose one with high quality ingredients and that'll help your body. AG1 definitely has that. All right. So to make this easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All right. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL network. Okay. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We, you know what Thursday is, man. It is the NFL draft. So where should you be heading over? That's to betonline.net, your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. They have some pretty cool player props going on in this draft. One is Malik Willis. They have the over-under set at 10 and a half. Where are you going with that? Where are you going with that, Ryan? I'm down. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under, too. My guy Peacock was like, no, I'm taking the over. I think somebody's going to trade up into that 10 spot and take them. But it doesn't matter what we think. It matters what you think. And if you believe that Malik Willis is going to go higher, then go ahead, bang that over, all right, and make you some money. All right, find all the latest sports developments and leagues, reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head over right now to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action going on over there. That's BetOnline, where the games start. All right, Ryan. Got to get into it. Got George Pickens, receiver out of Georgia, a guy who missed time with an injury, came back late, definitely wasn't targeted a lot. And you want to blame the injury for why he's not targeted, but that might just be a Georgia thing. They just don't target the receivers a ton. I mean, to the point where they have Burton transfer to Alabama. They just beat Alabama in the national championship. And Jermaine Burton was like, "Mm, I'm not liking what's going on here. I need people to really see exactly what I'm about and what I'm doing. I need to transfer to Alabama where I have a quarterback that can really get me the ball. And Stetson Bennett, maybe not that guy. Maybe that hurt guy like George Pickens and his numbers. But he has the size around 6'2", 200 pounds. He has the fluidity. I mean, I was shocked to see the twitch and suddenness that I thought he had. But then it asked him to do a whole lot. You know, 75% of his routes were either a stop route or a go route. I mean, I think that's more than even DK Metcalf when he was coming out. They had a very small uh, route tree. And you don't think of Georgia like that because it feels like that more of a pro-style offense, but they're not having these guys run pro-style routes. And a lot of the issues I've seen with him is you just don't – it's like he's just kind of out there and he's just running routes and he's not really getting the ball. So 
it leaves a lot to kind of be desired when you're trying to evaluate him and see the type of playmaker that he can be on a consistent basis. Contested catches, and you've seen him be able to win downfield. I mean, hell, he was playing later in the year, dang near on one leg. He wasn't 100% healthy and still was able to win downfield vertically. So we know he has some big-time ability. We know as a freshman, he popped off, and people like, you know, especially the analytical guys, like the breakout age. He had that right away. But the production hasn't been there. A lot of it is due to Georgia's offense. The ability looks like it's there, but there's just so much unknown. And I talked about it reminding me of a certain Georgia guy, and I came back to Riley Ridley. And Ridley was a guy, I mean, in my head, it's like I'm, I feel like I'm watching the same guy where they have nice mm-hmm. twitch, they have nice steadiness, good routes, uh, intermediate guy. They can win over the top and really did a lot of those things. But he didn't test well in his athletic profile Feels like it hasn't translated as well over to the NFL with how he has to win. Pickens, definitely more athletic, ran a 4-4-7 at the combine. So you see that upside with speed, but I don't know. What am I missing here? Where are you at with George Pickens? Son of Carl Pickens, former Cincinnati Bengals. Right. right. And so it makes sense on the go routes, right? I'm I'm with you. And I I came down to the decision that I can't hold that against the offense and the quarterback. Because I don't see enough to show me to make me think, okay, he does have a complete Y route tree. He can do X number of things. He can run the deep overs. He can run the post corners. But I don't see it. And so like for me, even though he is sudden in his ability to stem and to get away at times, to hit that comeback especially, uh, that stop on a dime and get back to the quarterback, it doesn't show me enough to make me project that he can do that at the next level. And I hadn't even thought of Ridley to tell you the truth, but that is a very good point is making that transition, seeing, hoping to see on film at the pros, what you don't see on film in college is a really, really tough bet. And most of the time you lose that bet if you try to put too much on it. So I'm trying to take him for what he's worth and that he is that athletic. And I do agree with you. I don't think he was hundred percent yet. So I do think he has full health ahead of him as well. But I don't see him walking into a a pro offense where he has to run multiple, at least aspects of the route tree, maybe not a complete tree, but more than what we've seen him do, and be able to make that transition like that. So for me, that takes him out of the first round. And it puts him into range now, for me, that it's kind of like Christian Watson is the guy that I'm back and forth with him on. Like, athletic ability, but didn't do it, whereas Watson, like, has a lot to learn, but has the athletic ability as well. Like, I'm I'm mid-second on both of them. So there are a lot of Green Bay Packer fans that really are clamoring at the thought of having George Pickens uh, with their second pick in the first round. And when I say clamor, I mean they're excited about that. Like that's a guy It's like, George Pickens, we want him. How do you see him as a fit with quarterback Aaron Rodgers? Or do you think someone else will be able to come in and make more of an immediate impact? Because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. It's not like he has forever, right? I mean, he has a few more years here and he needs someone that's going to hit the ground running every single play every rep every game matters for him and you are kind of stepping into some big shoes having to you know kind of fill the void of Devontae Adams and what he was to the Green Bay Packers so now again you, you don't want to put that on a young guy and say oh you have to be this but you're gonna have to produce and the fan base has been wanting a first round receiver so sounds like you aren't thinking that George Pickens is that guy. And if it's not George Pickens, who do you think can help Green Bay out? I, I think you said it best. Like you have to hit the ground running. And I'm just not sure after what we've seen in Georgia, 
The transition from McCall Hardman, by the way, Chiefs fan base is screaming for pickings as well. McCall Hardman should be a cautionary tale here because he ran in that same Georgia offense and he didn't transition well. And the route tree was a challenge. Making visual reads was a challenge. And that has slowed his progress. And I worry about the same thing for Pickens. Yes, he has the, the measurables. And I, I do like the physicality that he brings, too. So I, I think in the black and blue division, he could make a, a use of that as well. But I think there's a better option that should be available at, what, what is it, 28 for the, for the pack? Yeah. That can hit the ground running and has multiple things to bring in and has a full route tree and has been able to move not just positionally, but around the offense as well. And that's Jahan Dotson. I think he's a well-rounded prospect to catch everything that's thrown his way. He will be at first a safety valve for Rodgers, but will eventually become a guy that he can feed and let the offense funnel to him and then move outwards. That's my thought for the pack. I almost feel like Jahan Dotson is kind of the forgotten man in this class, you know, a receiver that can really do it all, line up in multiple spots, be an underneath threat as well as a vertical threat as well. Big time speed, big time game play, breaking ability. But uh, will he be available at pick 28? That might be more of the question right there. Mm-hmm. We're going to answer more of these questions as we get into another prospect. But first, we want to talk to you a little bit about Rock Auto. All right. With the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible. For your local chain all the parts store to stock all the parts and cars that you need. Why endure often pointless and seamless intimidating questioning about your vehicle and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing only the brand that they happen to have at their warehouse. Well, you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So you need to go there right now. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. And why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business that serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And they have amazing, reliably low prices for every customer. They have something for you. All right, They have everything you need. They have brake parts. They have tail lamps. They have motor oil and also even have carpet all right go explore their easy website today to find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you over all right amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right let's get into some of these these big nasties in the middle. Maybe we can get through a couple <laughs> guys here. All right, just kind of yeah. bang out some of our thoughts on these guys. But first, let's talk about Cole Strange. He's an offensive guard out of Tennessee Chattanooga. And this is a guy I feel like sounds like he's kind of climbing up boards as this goes on. Maybe a day two type guy coming out of a smaller school. Last person that comes to your mind when you hear Tennessee Chattanooga. All right, took too long. Terrell Owens, nope. man. T.O. Ah, Hall of Let's go. All right. Terrell Owens came out of University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. But Cole Strange uh, plays right guard. One of the things that jumped out to me right away when watching him against Kentucky, I'm like, man, this guy is moving bodies. And a lot of times you want to see, like, you know, who's the best opponent that this guy played against. And you see an SEC team on a Tennessee Chattanooga's uh, schedule. Like, well, okay, I want to watch that game. So I'll watch him. He's moving bodies around. I think he was getting pass protection. You know, he's not that much of a finesse guy, 
He looks a little bit more throwback, and he's kind of nasty. I like the way he was able to stay on block and finish him. Uh, he reaches the next level extremely well. And one thing when you think of old school, playing through the whistle, and that was something that he did extremely well. He's a guy who played right guard, but or left guard. I'm trying to think right now in my head. He played off as a line, right guard, left guard. And I think he profiles a little bit more as a center as well, or has that versatility to where he can uh, play center. I think that's going to help him in this process. Have you watched uh, much on him? Yeah, I, I wasn't able to find a ton on him. We saw him live at the Senior Bowl, and I focused right. in on him. And he did take snaps at center there as well. Uh, I do think I saw him at both guards at the Senior Bowl as well. So I, I agree with you. He's got that three-position versatility. Uh, he's a guy that I have in the 80s. I think he's a third-round pick. I think he's going to make your offensive line better, not just because he brings that nasty, but like you said, he finishes blocks. He can climb to the second level. And for me, I, that's what I want to see, not just your initial block. I want to see you do something else to, to make some serious yardage on the ground. I, I like him there. I don't think he's necessarily as good uh, as a pass protector. I, I think that he has the tendency to play high a little bit, and I do think he gets a little overpowered from time to time. But if he can work on that anchor, I think at the next level, he's going to be very efficient. And I, and I like him, I said, as a second-day guy. Another guy that might need to work on that anchor a little bit, and it's a little bit surprising, Darian Kennard. Uh, offensive tackle out of Kentucky. I mean, this is a big body guy out there at right tackle. But first thing I noted was really big, but lacks athleticism. And I went on to say, you know, okay, well, he has a good pass set, but, uh, you know, he looks to be more of a power scheme guy as opposed to a movement guy. So outside zone team out there at right tackle, he might be out the question for that. Uh, definitely moved forward well, but mm -hmm. had – a few too many times getting bull rush, getting knocked back into the quarterback's lap, uh, bad feet in space. That was something that jumped out to me. So as big as he is on the outside, I think he might be a guy that needs to transition into being a guard. I agree. I don't know if you've seen too much from this Kentucky opposite tackle. Yeah, I have watched them a couple of times. And uh, I agree. I like him better at guard. I think it is a power-oriented offense that I think will be best for him. His feet do slow down at times, especially there There were two games where I saw significant degradation in, in how well he came off the ball late in games as well. So I think there's, there's a stamina and a fitness issue there as well. So I think that if he fixes those, he certainly has the, the upside in a power scheme that he can be a, a productive member of your offensive five. All right, and then one other guy that I wanted to get into, Max Mitchell out of Louisiana Lafayette. And this is a guy who, oh, man. At first, it was interesting because you, you, you're looking and you're taking notes and you're like, okay, good feet in space, good hand placement. Okay, the anchor, not bad. And, you know, snaps were going on and you're like, okay, not bad. And then you watch him against Appalachian State. And they just started teeing off on him. I mean, one guy or another beating them every which way. They're beating them with inside strong moves. They're beating them with swim moves on the outside. They're powering through them on the outside. They're knocking them off balance. Now he's missing blocks in the run game. And I feel like, you know, you hear his name kind of being thrown out, you know, at tackles as potentially a day two guy. And from what I saw, it's like how he got bullied. If you do like him, let's say the people out there that like Max Mitchell, don't watch the Appalachian State game because you're going to just be turned off. <laughs> By how they start, no. being, say by the second quarter, it just starts happening. They're kind of taking turns on there. Um, I didn't think he handled power well. He started missing assignments. Uh, you know, he struggled with reach blocks. Uh, there were a lot of things that I was a little 
not happy with what I saw for someone who's supposed to be more of an athletic type guy. So Max Mitchell out of Louisiana, that was the last guy that I wanted to kind of talk about there. Yeah, I, I didn't see the the problems with power so much. I did see the App State game. Um, at some point, I just had to like chalk it up to a bad day because he was getting yeah. beat all which ways. What I was disappointed is I thought he had better movement as well. And I didn't see him as a guy that, that can reach well, that can get out on screens. I didn't see a guy that's, you know, an outside zone force that can really give the back something to cut off of. So I think I have him now that I look uh, down mid to late uh, round five for me on day three. I think that's probably decent value. He does have some things that he can work on. and He can still be a productive player. He's, he's a backup level player in my board. Yeah, now I liked him a little bit more versus Texas, but even then some of those things just, now I'm I'm looking for all the little things and it's just like uh it just it starts hitting you a little bit harder in the face after you see the app game and then you start looking at other games and even if it doesn't happen as often it's like uh still some issues there with him but we ain't done getting into these prospects man we have some more prospects coming up tomorrow when we talk to our guy John Harris we definitely want to thank all of you for making this your first listen of the day and joining us throughout this draft process we're almost there we're almost there, and we'll be live. We will be live on the network, on the channel, during the NFL draft, so you guys can follow us throughout the entire time, see everything that we have to say about some of the prospects, be able to dig a little bit deeper into our bag and just have healthy conversations about these guys uh, throughout that process. But from Eric Crocker at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter, from Ryan Tracy at Ryan Tracy NFL on Twitter, we'll see you all tomorrow. Peace. Peace.